kindness and courtesy. There are certain laws. You reap what you sow. Put out kindness and courtesy. You give in some way, shape, form, or fashion. The powers that be, be it God, the source, the light, the universe, the creator, the one, whatever you choose to call it, that energy will find its way back to you. Everybody, what's up? And welcome to another episode of the Evolution Podcast. Today on the show, as usual, we have with us Mr. Johnson, Terrence X. Johnson, our mentor, and Ethan P. Heisey. Guys, what's up? What's going on, guys? We hope everyone's doing super fantastic. And um, we were just speaking um, just before that. Mr. J came back from a vacation, um, an anniversary of 27 years with his wife, Marie, and, um, and just explained to us kind of like some, you know, some about like, how do they do it um, for 27 years? But be- besides that, we also started talking about some other stuff. So I just said, hey, guys, let's hit record, because this is exactly the conversation on the podcast. Like, <laughs> it was kind of like a mentorship call. All of a sudden, yeah, like, Mr. J started yeah. like spinning wisdom. I'm like, okay, guys, like, record. Okay, so we can we can pick up from where we left, Mr. J. Don't, don't worry about it. Sure, sure, sure. Well, first of all, as always, it is truly an honor and a pleasure for all who might be listening. What are we going to talk about today? Was as Sagi stated earlier, and my great young man Ethan here with me. As always, I'm just truly grateful to have the opportunity to speak, and hopefully, you guys can garner some knowledge and wisdom from it. What were we discussing? Well, I had just gotten back from my vacation with my wife of 27 years, we were celebrating our anniversary. And it really wasn't a vacation, it was kind of a staycation. We just really hung out around the house and, you know, she wanted to go out and get some plants and things of that nature. And of course I obliged her and my husband and it's 27 years, definitely she, you know, why not make her happy? And as we were out that day, of course, my wife was extremely excited and, you know, letting everyone know we were celebrating our wedding anniversary. And everyone would ask us, particularly young people, how do you guys stay married so long? You don't hear about these things um, in this day and age, I suppose. And my wife and I looked at each other and she basically looked at me and said, you know, you want to answer that? And I think there were mostly young women there that I was speaking to. It was one or two guys, but easily six or seven women. And they were obviously looking at my wife and I was about to say what I was about to say. But I think what I said is what what they weren't expecting to hear. It wasn't me whining and dying Marie and catering to her every whim for 27 years. That's just that. No, that didn't happen at all. That's not a realistic assessment. Not that I'm not, I don't love her, but that's not what happened. Or not that, you know, I was the type of man that would just do whatever he wanted and not consider his wife at all. The truth of the matter was when I really thought about it, because I wanted to say something that made sense to them. I didn't want to give them a fluff answer or just some physical statement the reason my wife and I, and for all of you who are listening, have been together for 27 years, it is not that it's just we love each other. The truth of the matter is we had to learn to forgive each other. And when I said that to them, they didn't expect that. But I want you all to think about something. You could love someone and leave them. You can love someone and leave them. And why would you leave them, even though you still love them or even might be in love with them because you didn't forgive them? That's why. Whatever the wrong or offense that might have transpired, you ultimately 
even though you might love them, you did not forgive them. And therefore you left them or separated from them. And I thank God that my wife and I somehow, some way, through all the through all the downs, everybody's good with the ups. That's not an issue. It's when you have challenges and difficulties along the path that we were able to forgive each other. And so I think that uh, the secret to a long lasting marriage is first forgiveness. And why do you forgive? Because you love each other. So that's what we were discussing. And I hope that helps you for those of you who are in a relationship or in marriage or anything of that nature. Forgiveness is crucial. Forgiveness and love should be brother and sister. Forgiveness and love should be brother and sister. You will forgive your children many, many times over, but unfortunately, the very individuals who create those children will not extend, unfortunately, the same courtesy to one another. And this is why you see the demise of families. Just think about it. As more people forgave each other, less families will ever break up. Just think about it. But anyway. Yeah, love it, love it. And and Mr. J, you know, on behalf of Ethan and I and everybody on the podcast, congratulations. Uh, Well, thank you, sir. 27 years. Goes a long way. So you're an inspiration. Guys, listen, I appreciate that. And those young ladies did say that. They were just, one young lady was just, we're just looking at how you treat your wife. Listen, man, it might not be cool. I don't know, man. As you guys know me, I I, I love people, but you got to be who you are. And I know marriage gets a bad rap in a lot of ways. And in a lot of ways, it's, it's, it's very difficult. Straight up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's a trade-off, man, to be yeah. honest with you. Mr. Johnson, yeah. 27 years. That's longer than I've been alive. So. Yeah, I have, I have a child that's <laughs> 10 years older than you. But you know what, guys? You guys are going to do great. You, you, you take it one day at a time. If I can give you any advice as a man, here's what I will say. I'm going to just speak as a man. I won't address anything for a woman. What have I learned over 27 years? Hmm. How a woman feels is everything to her, even if it don't make any damn sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm serious. How they feel. It's not necessarily what they're thinking. It's just you'll say, this is how I feel. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn as a man to understand it. Not necessarily agree with it all the time, but I have to understand that men and women are different and the way we express ourselves are different. You know what I mean? Yeah. The way your yeah. wife's going to express herself to you is not the way you're going to express yourself to her. And learning to respect that and, and really trying to grow on. The, 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 the good thing about being together a long time, it's like it's like a fabric being woven together over a period of time. And when it first starts, it's very small. You get married, you're three months in, you barely see it. But at five years, you start, you're building your fabric of your life, your relationship. And in some of those pieces, there are some rough patches. Some of those peaches, there's some frayed fabric. But if you keep wait, we you know weaving it over and over and over, over 10 years, 15 years, 18 years, 20 years, 22 years, 25 years, 27 years, next you know you're at 30 years, you weave this marvelous fabric of life. Mm. The, the sad part for young people, and unfortunately for a lot of people, nobody wants to go through anything with their relationship. 
No one wants to go through any pain, no struggle, no anything. And I can appreciate that. Hell, I didn't. But I would be less than solid as a human being to tell you that. I'm sure you that the vowel says in good times and in bad, anybody can rock with the good. It's good as bad. You really see what you got. Yeah. And if you can get through that, man, you can have a wonderful experience. So I, I let me say this for all the listeners, because my wife's not in the room, but I want to acknowledge my wife. I would not be the man that I am without my woman. Now, would I have still got the bag? Oh, no doubt. No doubt about that. I didn't need my wife. I wanted her. And I think people need to understand the difference. I didn't need her. I didn't need a woman. I wanted my wife. And I know that's why the desire for her is still there because I desired her as a woman. She was beautiful. And so I would be less than solid to sit here and speak as a, some authoritative figure on marriage and relationships and what I've accomplished in my life without giving Marie the just do that she truly deserves. And I, and, and I say that because, yo, I'm a solid dude. To say my wife is my best friend is a insult to her. It's an insult. You know, my wife is my balance. You know, and I, and I say that with all sincerity. I love her. She's my girl. We still down with each other. She still pissed me off. She still get on my damn nerves sometimes. I'm telling y'all the truth. But I wouldn't go through nothing without her, man. You know how women respect fidelity. Be faithful to me. I'm saying this to the young women who might listen. Men respect loyalty. And my wife held me down. She did. She did. So if she was to ever leave, you hear me telling you on tape, you can hear this. She ain't got to put me in front of no dude with a robe, bro. She can get half off the rent because she was there with me when I have a damn thing. When I, when I was behind on my child support, my wife told me. She did. Didn't come at me, didn't talk reckless to me. She loved me. She wanted me to be okay. When I got in that position, that's why she can enjoy the fruits of where she was. So I hope that helps and just inspires people. Believe in love. Love will be tested. Love will be challenged. But it must be. It's an absolute necessity. Your love cannot grow without adversity. It cannot strengthen without it being placed in the fire. And if you can survive it, what's that after 50 years, you get to what, gold platter? And how it goes, 50 years or something like that? Do you guys know to get the gold? How do you get gold? You have to purify it. How do you purify something? You put it in the fire. That's why if a couple's married 50 years, they give them that platter. Because you can't tell me they didn't have 50 years. <laughs> some up and down times but anyway yeah i hope that helps let's talk about what i want to here's what i want to share with you guys what i was about to get into with everyone was when i when i was young in business we had transitioned from the marital conversation to this and so he was like today we should record this because i was about to tell him where i screwed up a lot and what i was about to tell him and what i'm going to share with all of you is this looking back on my career you, you don't want to have regrets, but unfortunately, many of us do. No one's perfect. Everyone makes mistakes. Should I went left when I should have went right? Should I went straight when I should have went left? It happens. But the one thing I look back on that I really wish I could do over again is I would have enjoyed it. I would have enjoyed being young. Being young in business and not so 
just focused on making money. And I, I know that might not be what someone would expect me to say. But and it's cool. You gotta get you gotta make money, you gotta have resources to live in the world. I totally get it. I totally get it. But you know, I was a young executive and you know, you're managing millions of dollars, whatever the case might be, and mm-hmm. you're wearing your suit, your tie, and you're playing this game. It's all a game. It's all a game, man. It's all a game. All of it. And those who play it the best win the most. It's just that simple. It's the game of business. And I did well. I did. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did very well. I did, but looking back on it, I would have enjoyed it more. I would have took more risk. Mm. I wouldn't have second myself. Yes. Yeah. I wouldn't have doubted myself. Even though the people around me didn't understand what it was I was trying to convey. You know, and that's what I wanted to share with you guys today. Man, listen, you're young. Ethan just said, Mr. Johnson, you've been married longer than I've been alive. Man, 27. Didn't mean it in a disrespectful way, Mr. Johnson. Oh, no, man. No, listen. I was just like, wow, that's a long time. I don't even know. Two years. That is a great tool for all of us to observe the passage of time here, you know, today is our guy Sagi's birthday. I'm not going to tell you how old he is, but anyways, his birthday. <laughs> no, and it's he's okay. 39, 39. Well, so he's 39. Yeah. We got Ethan at what? 25. We have Mr. Johnson at 54. We have these different stages of life. You know, and what do what do I what do what is the objective of me talking to these guys? What is the objective of you guys listening to me? As you as I was saying to them, as as I've gotten older, we become much more responsible. At least in my opinion, at least for me, you know, you become much more thoughtful about the things you're saying, how you're conveying a certain message, whatever it is you're trying to articulate, whomever you're speaking with. Is it something of value? Is it pertinent? Is it germane to their success? Are they going to garner some level of wisdom or understanding for whatever the hell you're talking about? Or is it just simply a waste of idle chatter? I'm too old for idle chatter. Yeah. When you're young, you talk all the time. And I get it. But when you get older, a wise man is prudent with his words, especially if you are in a position of influence. And so this is why I always tell you, I will, and I say this to all who are listening, I don't need to know you. We are not different, and yet we are very different. We are the same, and yet we're not. We're all part of this thing called life. And the common denominator, most people, is they do not believe in themselves. They doubt themselves. Unfortunately, they beat themselves up. You must learn to love yourself. And that is the greatest thing that I would like to express to anyone that I come into. Once you can love yourself and give yourself the very best and think highly of yourself, not arrogantly, mind you, but highly, don't put yourself down. Don't beat yourself up. You know, you got to learn to control your mind. And if you can do that, if you can do those things, and not just in one area, mind you, ladies and gentlemen, not just in business, you can make a lot of money, but what good does that do you if you're alone? You know, or not be an excellent, have an excellent relationship, merrily, but you're struggling financially. You know, you got to create balance. 
Yeah. Say again. Now say Peng Shui. Peng Shui, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, but I, I, I just enjoy sharing knowledge. And I think that I wish that more young people and more older people, I think primarily it's the older people's responsibility to reach out and to share. Because as much as I've mentored these guys, I've also learned from them. And I think, unfortunately, uh, not all, but some older people have a tendency to think that younger people can't convey knowledge and information to them, which is the farthest thing from the truth, you know. But at the same time, there needs to be a great deal of humility and respect on both parts. And I think that's why our relationships always work so well. But I think it's always incumbent upon the elder as well to set that example as best as he or she can. Whatever that that individual might be dealing with. So, yeah. But enjoy your business. That's what I was going to say. Where did I fuck up on? I didn't have the balance in my life. I was just so driven to make money and did not focus on my health. Mm-hmm. Did not focus on my emotional health. You know, see now, you know, some 30 years later, you know, everybody talks about mental well-being. These things were taboo back then. Nobody talked right. about that. And that's right. cool. And that's the evolution of society, and which is great. Yeah. But so when I look back on it, I tell all my young guys, man, stop putting, especially my young men, stop putting so much pressure on yourself. You know, here's a secret. Here's a secret. So again, Ethan always said, Mr. J, you're always giving us profound words of wisdom. Well, here is a secret that hopefully if you embrace this, it'll save you a lot of heartache. What's the secret? I'm going to teach you how not to worry. Mr. Johnson, how can you teach a person not to worry? Everybody worries about something at some time. Well, how do you learn not to worry? Here's what you got to realize. And it took me a moment to really let this sink in, but I want you to pay close attention. If you think about it, he, he's, you're going to say, man, he's right. And I'm not trying to be right. I'm just trying to impart wisdom. 85% of the things you worry about never, ever happen. Think about it. you're creating is in your own mind you're creating it in your own mind now here's the dilemma the fact that you can see it and it makes you feel a certain way you can create it this is most people don't want to hear this but i'm telling you a secret most of the things you worry about never happen so then let's peel that onion back one more time so if those things never happened, the things that had you up at night, stressed out, you guys know what I'm talking about. All that, right? And it never happened. And all of that wasted energy. So you literally, literally drove yourself crazy for what? Nothing. Yeah. It's just the truth. And most people don't. They worry about things that never happened. The secret to not worrying it's letting go. See, we only worry because we can't control. If you can control the situation, you wouldn't worry about it. But that's what happens, see? Let me give you an example. This is another reason why I tell people I really believe that I have such a great life. It's because I let 
But don't, don't misunderstand what I'm about to tell you guys. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me carefully. You must be responsible for your actions and everything you do. But at the same time, think about it. This is just my own personal opinion. None of us know how we got here. Number one, you are in control of nothing. You are not. You think you are. This is just the truth. You might be in control of individual decisions, but you're not in control of the most important decisions. Number one, who are you? Number two, where did you come from? Number three, why are you here? And number four, what is your purpose for being here? These are the true questions of all knowledge. You've been absorbed into the collective consciousness of becoming and making money and being a so-called human being. None of us know where we go. We all have a belief. We cannot prove what we believe. We just believe what we read. This is the truth. Mm -hmm. We base that off a personal experience. Yeah. Yes. He or she that thinks deeply will find. You have to seek it. And at this age of my life, like I said, you get a house, you get a car, you get some money, put some money in savings, you have some crypto, you have some stocks. Okay, now what? Now what? Okay, you became a responsible adult. Now what? Now you're a grandfather. Okay, you know, it's troubling to me. That drummer constantly hitting the beat of time, marching me to my grave. The inevitable stop. And there's nothing I can do about it. And the older I get, the more I face my own mortality. And that in itself makes me think in a different capacity, in ways I've never thought of before. You don't get this at 26. You may have a snippet of it at 39. But as you get older, you see your parents pass on, your mother, your father, your aunties, your uncles. The cycle of life and the things that we've all heard elder people say, that the things we thought were important weren't the important things. I don't want to fall victim to that. You know, is it just about making money? No. You know what it's about, man? Finding out your purpose. What are you doing here? And think about it. No one talks about this stuff. No one really, no one talks about it to their face with some tragedy or, or that precipice of some critical mass. You know, it's, it's, and as you get older, I'm telling you, man, life changes. So enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, enjoy it while you're young. Build the foundation. Be loving. Be kind. It doesn't make you weak. I didn't say let, be, I didn't say let no one disrespect you. Talk to you like any kind. I never said that to anyone who might be listening. Because I know how people are about respect. But what I am saying, kindness and courtesy. There are certain laws. You reap what you sow. Put out kindness and courtesy. You give in some way, shape, form, or fashion. The powers that be, be it God, the source, the light, the universe, the creator, the one, whatever you choose to call it. That energy will find its way back to you. I love it. And I recently just, um, I think, you know, as as we have more of these conversations than I see it in my business, you know, the less I worry, um, the more things just happen. And yeah, but, but there is a force and that's something that I'll bring up, which tests your belief. 
And that's kind of like, it seems like there's a force from God, I don't know, like a state ruling the universe. So whenever you try to grow to your next level of yourself, there's a force right. of resistance that comes to test you. When you try to grow to the next stage, it seems all goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, uh, so it, it, have you found that to be true, guys? Like, I'm just well, asking. Let's just, well, let's, let's I, I love, first of all, whenever I hear someone say something, of substance, it always makes me think. And I acknowledge what you just said. Now, I appreciate the word is used. You call it a force. There's this force. I don't call it a force. I don't call it resistance. In a sense, it's not. There are only two forces in this world. Good and evil. Good and evil. Mm. Good and evil. Now, let's understand this for a moment. Because most people think you have to, to be good all the time. Most people, if you are good all the time, you're usually walked over. And most people misunderstand good in a lot of ways because we only think things that are good for us should feel good, taste good, smell good, look good. That's our definition of good. But let's think about this for a moment. You have a little son. And uh, he has a fork in his hand and he's taking the fork and he's hitting towards the plug in the outlet in the wall. And you see what he's about to do. And you, you slap his hand, you tell him, no. Hey, he cried. But that was for his what? It was good. Was it not? Mm-hmm. It was for his yeah. good, even though it yeah. hurt. It was for his mm-hmm. good. Yep. Now, see, people don't understand good. What do you mean? If it's good, it shouldn't what? Hurt. So when you're trying to go to this next level, and you call it resistance or this force that's trying to stop your good. That's <laughs> mm. <laughs> trying to stop your good. Listen, no, this is good. The resistance piece, the force you're talking about. Mm. That's by it doing this, it's making you what? Stronger. Strong. And that, my friend, is for your what? For my own good. <laughs> for your own good. For your good. Yeah. You see? But mm-hmm. a lot of times, we think that good, it, it must taste good. It must look good. It must feel good. And I understand it. I, I get it. I do. But that's not how it works. Mm. Whenever a person wants to ascend, athlete, lawyer, businessman or woman, student, whomever, rabbi, priest, there is always a measure of struggle. Yeah. It's human condition. The greater question you should ask yourself is, why does it happen? That's the greater question. You know it happens. We've all experienced it. Why doesn't it just go what? Easy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's like, Definitely. I, I definitely connect to what you're saying. It's, um, yeah, it is a good test. And if it wasn't you know what, there. You know what comfortability breeds? We people. Hmm. Yeah. That's true. It's interesting. Yeah, think about Hey, guys, listen to me. Once you grow up as men, Once you grow up, 
Don't fool yourself. Don't be deceived. Don't be delusional. Don't be indecisive. No one's in control of you but you. You must yeah. understand the principles. Yes. If most people got control of their mind, they'd be okay. Ladies and gentlemen who are listening to me, there is a war for you simply for your mind. Whether you're a Republican, Democrat, rich, poor, it doesn't matter. There's duality of all existence, good, evil, hot, cold, short, tall, fat, skinny, sick, health, rich, poor. There's always the, the opposite. The way you get out of it is number one, control your mind. Every time you turn on TV and you're getting that information, whatever the hell it is, I don't give a damn what it is. If it's financial knowledge, if you keep watching CNBC or a financial channel and you keep watching it every day, every day, every day, eventually you'll start learning. If you watch a bunch of BS, if you watch negative stuff and, and you know, things that are not good for your spirit, if you watch a bunch of killing, a bunch of murder, and people don't understand the world is a reflection reflection of the heart of people. They don't understand this. They think like this stuff comes out of nowhere. Evil has to be invited in. It can never just come. You have to let it in. You have an evil thought about a colleague. You don't like this guy or this girl. The thought comes to your mind. You got two choices at that time. You can meditate on that thought and ponder it. Or you're like, I'm not going to, I don't have time for that. If you go to business and your business is not successful, you can choose and worry yourself sick. You've heard people say this before. They worried themselves to death because they didn't hit a certain target financially. They might not have the cash that they're looking for. Or you could be proactive, keep a positive attitude and say, you know what? Okay, I had a setback. Let me continue to move forward and press through this. Ultimately, it always comes back to that person. Another reason why my wife and I stayed married. Here's another thing. Not just forgiveness. We want to be married. You have to want to do what you're doing. You have to want to do what you're doing. Yeah. I want to do the podcast. I want to do it. I want to be a part of something. I want to impact. I want to do something good. People don't understand the simple desire of action, belief, your vernacular, your faith, your imagination, and your heart and your will. These are all your hidden powers. The ones most people never use until it's too late. Mm. And if you don't believe me, just look at your children. You'll see them playing with their make-believe friends, having tea with people who aren't there, making mud cakes and all that crap. They're in their own world because it exists to them. Unfortunately, as adults, we beat it out of them and tell them, stop, you know, daydreaming and buckle down and get a real job. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want to play make-believe. <laughs> and when you think about it, now you have all these coaches saying, you have to what? Create. Now, mm -hmm. So the same thing you were doing as a child, they're telling you to do as an adult. I find it hilarious. Yeah. You, know, you got to create what you want now and all this other stuff. Ain't that what the child was doing? You see, if you trust yourself and stop doubting yourself, all of you who are listening, pay attention, listen to me. I'm not saying being foolish in your decisions, but you must learn to trust your intuition. 
It is that voice that speaks to all of us. It talks to you. It tells you not to say that when you're in an argument. It tells you not to get angry when someone cuts you off, cuts you off driving and you want to respond to them. It tells you not to respond to your wife like that or don't respond to your husband this way. All of us have this voice talking to us. The deal is most of us don't listen. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I and and I think some people listen better than others, probably, right? Um, oh, it's possible. But there's an art to listening. The yeah. deal is desire. You know, I said earlier on the call, I don't know if we got this in on the podcast earlier. I said, you know, my, my wife and I celebrated our wedding anniversary. And I said, we prayed for another, excuse me, 27 years. Okay. Yeah. I remember we're standing in our bed. My wife and I, just give me a vision, we're hugging each other. In our bedroom, I'm six foot nine, Marie's five four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's basically just above, a little above my navel, very short woman compared to us. But I'm sitting here hugging my wife. And she's just, you know, she's a wife. She's crying and happy. And she just was praying. And, you know, for, for God to continue to bless us, that we be healthy and our marriage continues to go in this direction. Yeah. And the reason I make mention of that is. There's something about love, man. I, I am no marital expert. I'm not so wooey-woo, roses type of dude. But there is something in the power of people genuinely caring and loving each other. And that somehow that love is able to create special things. I'm telling you what I know. I believe that relationships struggle so much with young people nowadays because that evil knows that the cornerstone of all humanity's existence is the family. And if I can destroy it, I'm going to destroy it by any means I use, what, whatever way you want to categorize it. We're not making this, but, but to just destroy it. Mm-hmm. Take men out of their home, don't raise their children, you know, say everybody's the same or whatever. I worry for the world. And a lot of people are afraid to have these conversations. I noticed that, that there's this huge spirit of fear that what they call it cancel culture. If you say something that's inappropriate, they'll cancel you. Well, thank God I ain't worried about the culture support me. You know what I mean? I, I, I fear if you can't speak your mind and stand up for what's true and yeah. what's good and what's right, you're in a, you're in a world that's in it for down the wrong direction. You know, and listen, this is not just here, but this is a, a global thing. I have clients all over. I, I see it on in Africa. I see it in Europe. There's this common theme, you know, things can't continue this way. Not at all. What should one be doing right now? Well, Ethan knows this. The Fed's about to release the reports. The reports, the inflation's going to, uh, they're gonna, I'm sure they're going to raise it, you know, 75 basis points. I'm sure you would agree with that, Ethan. Uh, the market's going to probably have a huge sell-off. Would you agree with that, Ethan? Yeah, what's interesting is uh, our firm is projecting that it's going to get a little bit, it's going to get a little bit worse, but over the course of the next year, inflation is, we're seeing that it is steadying and expected to drop back down to where uh, a little bit. So it's actually going to, we're expecting a rise in the market soon. I got a bunch of math. Yeah, Yeah, listen, you should be preparing financially. I, I, 
listen, there's a there's a the lottery's going on here in America. It's one billion dollars now. Nobody won last night. You know, if you're not preparing for the crisis that the world is in, that doesn't mean you have to struggle. For all of you who are listening, it, you only struggle when you fail to prepare. You know, there are food shortages in the world. There's still war in the world. There's a huge energy crisis in the world. These things are factual. And at the same time, because there's all these dilemmas in the world and blood in the streets, these are the opportunities that you are looking for to create generational wealth for years to come. You know, you must prepare yourself. Um, for all of you, if you can, here's some real quick business tips. One thing about Sagi is always looking for practical applications. I always I like to hear when he says that. So here's a practical application. Try to get you a team of people around you that are smart. You might want to have somebody in the financial market. And what I mean by that, not a stock investor or anything like that, but someone that knows a little bit about money. You need a legal person around you so you don't break the law and get jammed up. You need a tax person around you so you pay your taxes and you don't get jammed up. The reason Mr. J is successful is not because I'm just some great business-minded individual. I have a great group of people around me. Now, I formulated that group, and I'm always adding to it. Sometimes I take away from it. Some people outgrow you and move on to bigger and better things, and that's fine and dandy that happens. But, you know, for all of you who are looking to grow your business, expand your business, your brand, it's very difficult to do it by yourself. So if you could, you know, do something in that nature, Mr. J, what if I don't have money to offer anybody? Well, you can offer a small percentage of equity in the company, you know, if you do it rightly. That, you know, there are ways you can leverage that. And there, there are so many ways you can get things done. Um, over the last week, I've had at least four people call, all of them looking for money as usual. Mr. Johnson, I need, you know, 400000 Mr. Johnson, I'm looking for a million dollars, blah, blah, blah. And it often pains me um, because the lack of being prepared to answer the basic questions, being knowing how to leverage yourself in a deal, knowing how to structure a deal properly, you know, knowing the value of the valuation of the company, knowing the history of the company, all the things you're going to need to do to really scale your business. And um, anyway, you know, just food for thought. So if you're looking to scale up, you know, practical application, look at your circle around you. Who around me is smarter than me? Who around me has the ability that I can replicate myself in them? You see, if you cannot do that or implement systems in place, you're always working. And the one thing I enjoy is I don't always have to work. And I don't mean that arrogant. I work very hard to get to where I'm at, but I enjoy my freedom. And, you know, I say that to all of you listeners, I say that to my guys here. Two of the sharpest young business minds I know. You know, if you don't learn to replicate yourself, you're going to find yourself, you know, always having to do the things you primarily don't want to do. How do you leverage yourself again? Look at your team. Look at who you have around you. Who around you want to make money? Who around you wants to be extremely successful? Usually, unfortunately, when you're an entrepreneur, and this is when I really know a person's on the path, usually they're struggling to find somebody that's like them. See, I see both of you shaking your head, see? And that's why you both are successful. <laughs> Just said that. But here's the deal. That can't continue because you will get older and you will get tired and you're going to want to go do 
other things. Here's another thing I want to tell you guys. Stop limiting yourself. Stop limiting yourself to one particular thing. I have a drone research and uh, development company. I have investments and things of that nature, mentor programs, all types of stuff. In other words, you create multiple streams of income, if you will. But unfortunately, a lot of people get stuck doing one thing. Now, if you say to me, I'm a chef, you know, then I will treat you and perceive you to be as an individual who just prepares food. If you say to me, I'm a ballerina, then I will perceive you in that regard. But if you say to me, I'm a businessman, I'm a businesswoman, now you can be one of many things. I'm a businessman who happens to own a drone company, who happens to own a design company, who happens to own this. This is another thing I want you guys to understand. Now you have time because you're young, but don't just get trapped with doing one thing. It's that old adage, true, it's true. Nothing truly lasts forever, nothing. So hope that information helps you guys out. Definitely. Um, it's, you know, everything that you're saying and speaking out of experience is definitely something that um, I'm looking forward to. And exactly now, you know, it's like 39, reflecting on, on my, you know, what I've done in the past decade. This is the last year of this uh, decade for me. Um, mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, all right, I feel like this next decade is going to be way more focused on you know, growing what I started with my family and also just, you know, really building uh, wealth properly, which I, which I really can't say I have, you know, properly done. I just kind of studied and started doing in the past couple of years. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's definitely something that I'm like, you know, thinking about, like, what's the next, how do I not prepare, but you really start doing it right. And uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I think you've improved. I mean, we've been working together for quite some time. Both of you guys have all of this and I, by God's grace and mercy, man. I don't, you don't want, I, I don't want to, I don't, I'm not going to say it that way. All I can say is all of my guys have improved tremendously. I'm grateful that they're doing well and that they're expanding and I'm proud of all of them. And obviously you, you guys who are watching this on YouTube or whatever, or listening to this on the podcast, it's just us three, but you know, I have roughly 40 guys that are all different levels of businesses and, uh, you know, all different industries. And of course, it's, 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 it's very successful, but at the same time, they're all successful. And it wasn't easy. We've had to have some, I've had some, I don't want to say hard conversations, but honest conversations with all of my guys. Will you guys agree with that? Yeah, 100%. Very honest. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't always want to have. Yeah, but I, I do it because it's necessary. The one thing that I learned in business is that most men are being coddled. No one wants to be, listen, it was this guy. Um, he was my boss. He was a great guy. He, I look back on it. When I was younger, I was like, I didn't understand a lot of his methodologies, but when I got older, I, I look back on it, I do now. And man, he was on my ass, man. Ah, Jesus. You know, the way I wrote, I remember I wrote an email to him and he says, uh, is this the best you could write an email or something to that extent? How much money am I paying you? And what the, you know, just, he was he was just always on me 
But one day, he pulled me to the side and he says to me, do you know why I'm on you all the time? Terrence. I said, no, you know, he's my boss. As at that time, I needed my job, no different than anybody else. And he says, because you have such great potential. And he said, one day you're going to leave this place. This is a true story. He said, one day you're going to leave me. I already know it. this place is too small for you. And I look back on it, and he was right. He pushed me because I wasn't pushing myself. It's just the truth, man. When you are an entrepreneur, the downside to it is you, no one holds you accountable. You, you don't have to answer to anyone. And so really, we tend to, even though we really think we're doing our best, you know what I mean? But when you work for someone and they have a standard, you have to meet that standard. Right. And so when I see you two, it was simple to me. They're going to meet a standard. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and I can say, like, you know, everything that I've done regarding, like, you know, since we started working, I've, you know, first of all, improved my standards, like, started thinking bigger, much bigger, and, um, and then made, took actions towards, you know, improving and, and getting bigger. And that's why now, you know, I have this new CEO in the company and, uh, and, and the person that replaced me, like at the beginning where he said, like most people, most entrepreneurs can find someone to replace them in a the business. So I found someone to replace me kind of like in the business. Um, and, um, and also put a team around me you of know, financial advisors that, you know, are there to support me and help me, you know, make decisions. So I want to say to all of you too, when you put these people in place, always remember, and don't forget this, this is probably the most important thing. Don't forget, you're the fucking charge. Mm -hmm. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. It's your team. You're in charge. I mean, and why did I say it like that? Because that happens. I've seen it happen a lot. All of a sudden, the team running you. No. Boss thoughts. Boss thoughts at all times. Always, always, always operate from a position of strength. Mm -hmm. I'm serious about that. Yeah. Just as much as you might meet a billionaire and be like, oh, it's so nice to meet you. Listen to me. It is just as much of an honor for them to meet you. Don't ever forget that. Being all of no one. Underneath that glamorous outfit and that beautiful clothes or that fancy car is simply another human being who takes a don't just like you. Hope that helps with your confidence. Love it. Love it. All right. Yeah, guys. So we wrapped up this episode. Um, it's 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 been it's been awesome. We talked about um uh, basically marriage and what it takes to run a marriage. We talked about uh, preparation for the upcoming situation. We talked about confidence and about forces. Um, and, you know, it's, I think we hit a lot of very great points. Anything um, to finish off anything and uh, less words. Well, I want to say this as always, it's a pleasure. Uh, I hope that the information that you listen to helps you apply it. Mm -hmm. The difference between 
being wise and being a fool are millimeters. You need wisdom. Here's what I want everybody to do. Don't lie. Drink plenty of water. Stop worrying. Write down what you want to do. Only tell someone who is supported. Believe in yourself. Believe in the power of good. It exists. And most importantly, get control of your mind. Your mind is the gateway to what we know is happening. I hope it helps. Lessons, Love it. Peace. Love it. Thank you so much. Guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to, first of all, rate us on um, Apple Podcasts. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate us and write a review. That would mean the world to us. Um, also, we got a notification showing us when that happens. So please keep on writing those reviews. Uh, if you are on Spotify, rate us on Spotify. We would love to see those ratings as well. And that would help the show just kind of like, you know, carry out to other people. Um, mostly then, if you can, take a snapshot right now, wherever you're listening to this, just a snapshot right now. And then later, whenever you can, share it on your social media accounts, anywhere you can, um, Instagram, wherever you can, really, and just tag us. Just find us, tag us, um, you know, and, and it will mean the world to us because we're making the show the best we can for you. We would love to hear your feedback. We would love to hear uh, whenever you got value. So we want to know you're here. So thank you guys for listening. Um, and Mr. J, Ethan, thank you guys for uh, this recording. And guys, see you on the next episode. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Bye, everybody.